0: Thank you again for joining me in Studies in the Bible. My name is Brian Behrens. We've been looking at the providence of God, looking at the five key Old Testament passages that will help us understand what God was doing to bring about a solution to the problem of sin and the result of sin, separation from God. We looked at Genesis chapters 3 through 11 referred to as the curse of sin, and saw the effect of sin in relationships and society at large, and the devastating effect of sin upon it. We looked at Genesis chapter 12, 1 through 3, the promise to Abraham, and how God would bring a blessing through the seed of Abraham and reunite man and God in Christ. Today, we will look at Exodus 24, the covenant with God and Israel, and see how God narrows the scope of his providence to further reveal his nature through the law and develop seven distinctive characteristics of the children of Israel, separating them from the nations around them And bring his plan of salvation to all the world. God had brought them out of Egypt by a great deliverance and has brought them to Mount Sinai. Up until now, they were a loose confederation of tribes. He will give them the Ten Commandments and begin teaching them who He is and how He operates. Ultimately, God is going to use them to bring his plan of salvation to all humanity. Look at Exodus 24, verses 7 and 8. Then he took the book of the covenant and read in the hearing of the people. And they said, all that the Lord has said, we will do and be obedient. And Moses took the blood, sprinkled it on the people and said, this is the blood of of the covenant which the Lord has made with you, according to all these words. The law is is read and made official. The signature of the covenant is blood. The nation of Israel dwelt at Mount Sinai for about a year. During this time, God begins the process of reestablishing fellowship with him. This is highlighted in a scene that takes place in Exodus 24, verses 9 and 10. Then Moses went up, also Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and the 70 elders of Israel. And they saw the God of Israel and under his feet, as it were, a paved work of sapphire stone. And it was like the very heavens in its clarity. Let's look at the seven distinct characteristics of the nation of Israel. First, the Law of Moses, often referred to as the Pentateuch or the Torah. It is comprised of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. The second distinctive characteristic of the nation of Israel, circumcision. Genesis 17.11 says, talking with abraham god says and you shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskin and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and you look at deuteronomy 30 and verse 6 in regard to circumcision and what god really was teaching through this command and sign of the covenant made with abraham moses says and the lord your god will circumcise your heart at the heart of your descendants to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, that you may be may live. 1,400 years later, the Apostle Paul in the New Testament says this very thing about circumcision. He is really quoting Moses in Deuteronomy 30, where Paul says in Romans 2, 28 and 29, For he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, nor is circumcision that which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, not in the letter, whose praise is not from men, but from God. Thirdly, the Sabbath. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 5 and verse 15 in regard to the Sabbath. And remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out from there by a mighty hand and by an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. The Sabbath was to remind them that God had redeemed Israel from the Egyptian bondage and slavery and sanctified her as his holy people. Looking forward to the New Testament. Who is our rest? In Matthew 11, verses 28 and 29, the Lord says, Come to me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest in your souls. An amazing invitation Jesus can take away the heavy burden of sin and its weight off of our souls. Jesus is the true Sabbath rest. Another distinctive characteristic of the nation of Israel, the tabernacle, where God dwelt. In Genesis 3, man thrown out of the garden Now through the tabernacle, God begins to come back together with man. In Exodus 15, the children of Israel sing a song of redemption after being delivered from the Egyptian bondage. Look at verse 13. You in your mercy have led forth the people whom you have redeemed, You have guided them in your strength to your holy habitation. What is God's habitation today? It's the church. Look at Ephesians chapter 2, 21 and 22. In whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit, Fifthly, the priesthood. God established through the tribe of Levi, in particular, Aaron's lineage, the priesthood. But look at Exodus 19, verses 5 and 6, and this idea of the priesthood. It says, Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, Then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. God makes Israel a nation and says, this is a kingdom of intermediaries, holy in character. So really, they were representing God to all the other nations. The Apostle Peter in the New Testament says this very thing in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, talking about the church. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. God's holy habitation is the church. And those who are Christians are priests in Christ's kingdom today. The sixth distinctive characteristic of the nation of Israel, sacrifices, God's system designed to tell them that someone has to pay the price, a price for sin. Christ ultimately would be offered to take away the sins of the world, and the seventh and final distinctive characteristic of the nation of Israel, that of clean and unclean animals, the reason to keep separate. The apostle Paul, in Second Corinthians six verse 11, says this in the New Testament: "Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness, and what communion has light with darkness?" Again, God is trying to teach the children of Israel the principles of salvation, holiness, of how he operates, so they would understand when Christ appeared in the fullness of time in Galatians 4 and verse 4. So much could be said about the concepts God is trying to instill in his people to prepare them and the world For the fullness of time, when God would send forth his son to redeem man. Again, thank you for your kind attention. This podcast and others can be found on Spotify under the title Studies in the Bible. If you are interested in receiving a free correspondence course on how to become a Christian, Email me at brianbarons at protonmail dot com. Thank you for searching the scriptures with me.